Hello folks, today back in the studio with me today is going to be Morton. We're going to talk about unrealistic expectations in EMS, what the public thinks we should be doing or expects and what we actually do. Also for the second segment, we're going to talk about 48 hour shifts and why I think that's the dumbest thing you could ever do. Stay tuned. Alrighty folks, we've kind of jotted down a little list of the the things that we feel like the public expects out of us but is not very realistic uh, feel free to add anything that you want or uh, give us a shout out on shiftenderpodcast on at gmail.com or shiftenderpod at twitter you can tweet at your uh, anything you want to add to this list anything that you can come up with that we forgot so the first one that we came up with is that uh, people expect us to arrive instantly as soon as they hang up the phone with 911 uh, it's like they feel like an ambulance should be, you know, around the block from every house that's in the in their entire region. And there's a lot of people in this area who do not recognize how good they've got it as far as response times go. Um, the system we run, even when busy, still knocks the socks off. A, you know, a rural county where somebody's having to traverse, you know, three mountains and 40 miles to get to their patient. So uh, folks around here got it pretty good. Yeah, we, we do kind of a... Uh, a scaled back version, I guess you'd say, of system status management where we're constantly moving posts. We don't have a station to go sit in, so you know, as soon as we get dispatched, we're rolling. You know, sometimes we're already rolling when we get dispatched. So, I mean, as far as response times go, we can't get any better than we are unless you add on 600 trucks, but you know, That's there's a shortage episode. everywhere. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. Number two on the list is. Patients and or family members think that we transport with lights and sirens to the hospital on every call. No matter what. No matter what. We've had people that have actually gotten out of their car at a red light, walked up and beat on the window and wanted to know why we weren't going emergency traffic with this person that had had, you know, like toe pain for a week. Well, that's that's not how it works. (laughs) You called us because you wanted help. We brought the help, so it's time to chill. Yeah, a lot of people won't recognize that when when we arrive, the emergency, it, it has ceased. You, the help you needed is there. We know what to do. and If we don't, we're going to fake it until we make exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and people, kind of to add on to that, a lot of people feel like if they don't see us flipping our lid, they think we don't care or we don't recognize what's going on, which is something I just don't understand <clears throat> because... Would you want a doctor to come at you in a panic when you're having a medical issue? I want somebody who is calm and chill and confident. I want it to look like that guy that's seen a bunch of crap and has has been there, done that 400 times, and it's the most routine thing in the world, whatever you've got going on. That's the guy I want because he's going to know what I need, when I need it, and he's, he's going to shoot it to me straight about it. Number three on our list is they... Is the, <laughs> The public, either the patient and or family, expects us to know every aspect of every disease process out there. I couldn't tell you how many times somebody's rattled off an acronym that's got six or seven letters to it, and I have no clue what they're talking about. But I just kind of nod and go, oh, okay. You oh, okay. Know. Yeah. She's got LMNLP, QRST with the, the the red version that's the, the second degree. And I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, just write that down on my glove. <laughs> 
exactly. That's going to go in the other box when I do the when I do the PCR. <laughs> History, other, <laughs> and lots of it. Number four on our list. People expect us to be able to find addresses that aren't marked in the dark, in the rain, <laughs> with no lights on. <laughs> Yeah, we'll leave the porch light on for you. You and every other neighbor out there has got their freaking porch light on. And I'm sorry, but looking for the old beat-up truck isn't going to help me much in a neighborhood full of the old beat-up trucks. Yeah, and if you've got two or three of the of the numbers missing off your box, it doesn't help either. And it, you can say I've got the address marked on the house, but if it's underneath a porch and it's black letters, I, I can't see it. I've, I've been at the house with the white trim and the white letters on top of the white trim. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we went to paint the house. We didn't bother taking the letters off. We just <laughs> painted right over them. I know what my address is. What does it matter? Number five is the public expects us to never be tired. Well, guess what? We work long hours. We're all tired. All of us work long hours. And most of the time, multiple jobs. <laughs> Myself and Morton, we uh, we work a 24-hour shift in a service that runs a little over 80,000 calls a year. We're tired. I'm tired when I go home. I'm tired when I come in. I'm just always tired. It's kind of like the Hulk. You know, he's always mad. Yeah. He's always angry. That's yeah. how he controls everything. I'm just always tired. That's how I. That's is, how I deal. Is there like a lullaby to get us untired? <laughs> they did, you know, they got the Hulk to calm down. Maybe we could pep up. I go on vacation. Still tired. Come back from vacation. Still tired. Number seven, seven, is that right? Sounds about right. Ish. Uh, is that we are never frustrated or upset about anything. Well, guess what, folks? We're human beings. We have lives outside of this place. We have, you know, management, dispatch, and the general public that's aggravating the crap out of us on a daily basis and fussing at us. Hospitals that fuss mm-hmm. at you because you didn't do their job enough for them before you got there. Well, guess what? We get upset too. Especially when you start kicking, swinging, spitting, puking all over us, whatever. It's irritating. It is. And that's it's not an excuse for somebody to act unprofessionally. We can, we can, we can be irritated and still do our job well, but we can it's okay to kind of have a moment of where you just sigh i kind of have the roadhouse mentality i i feel like uh i'm nice to everybody doesn't matter what social status you come from economic i don't care i don't care if you're a nurse if you're a homeless person i will treat you nice until it's time not to be nice <laughs> you keep aggravating or running your mouth or trying to hit me or something you're, you're going to understand when it's time for me not to be nice. Mm-hmm. Next on the list, people think we can lift anything anywhere. Like we, we went on a call earlier today where this guy was up about 12 steps. And he's too weak to walk. He's been that way for a month. I'm like, why is he upstairs? How did he get up there in the first place? I didn't ask Yeah, that. has he lived up there for the past month? I mean, what's the deal, you know? Look, why do you put the most frail person as high up in the house or as far back as you can? <laughs> to me, I'd make them a little room up towards the front where there's nothing that could be beat up or knocked over by a cot that's going to roll through there. Maybe some nice thick carpet and padding if they're a little fall prone. Yeah. That'd be I would just 
you know, a little common sense doesn't hurt, but what do I know? Last thing we've got on our list is the fictional media does not help our case. The media portrays us as either superheroes or dumb as crap. Yes. We're either out there saving lives or we're screwing up. There is no in-between. They either uh, want to portray us as just the, the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, they saved this kid or they did this or that. or Some awesome community service thing where we're all just yeah. volunteering our time left and right. Or, you know, they went through an intersection, made sure it was clear, then somebody plowed through and hit them in the rear end, even though it wasn't their fault. That's the kind of stuff they put on up on the, the news. And it'll say, you know, ambulance involved in a in an MVA. Yeah, it doesn't like, say ambulance struck by other vehicle. It just says ambulance involved, which in everybody's mind is that ambulance was at fault. <laughs> so that's about all we've got for that segment. Stand by for a brief word from our sponsor. For the second segment today, we're going to briefly talk about 48-hour shifts. I saw this on an article. I can't remember which side it was, but it was some service, Missouri-ish, something like that. But they were experimenting with a 48-hour shift. Now, like I said earlier, we work a 24-hour shift in a really busy system, and it sucks. Now, over the years, I have worked... 48 and 60 hour shifts but i usually would go to a a part-time job to do this but this is talking about working 48 hours on and having four days off i just tell you after 24 hours i'm ready to kill this place (laughs) i mean i am i am absolutely cooked i'm done stick a fork in me I don't I want a thing no to do with it. I don't yeah. even want to hear a siren. I don't want to hear this place. If I see an ambulance, I'm going to flip it a bird. I mean, I'm just, I am over it at that point. But in the article, I don't, like I say, I can't remember where it was, but they were talking about that if, uh, if the crews were having a busy day, that they would move them to a, uh, a slower outlying area or something. I'm like, and from what I understand, all of the crews weren't going to be on 48s, just certain ones. But I'm like, well, why don't you just put your 48-hour crews and in a slow busy. spot yeah. all the time? Why would you even risk them getting hammered if you if you don't have to? That just seems stupid. Yeah. This The article stated that a bunch of the employees were actually requesting this. So maybe they just don't run a lot of calls. That wasn't real clear. It didn't mention their call volume or anything like that. Uh, you know, to them, maybe maybe five calls in a 24-hour shift is busy. You know, if we have five calls in 24 hours, we will think we were golden. So maybe Jeez, it's just a matter I feel like I've robbed the place. I, I, I go home feeling hours. a little bit guilty. Yeah, exactly. But I, I guess maybe these people are single and don't have families to go home to or they hate their family. I don't know, but... I don't want to be away from home for that long. Yeah, I've, I, I like my house. I like it a lot. Yeah. And if you're working a 48 on and then four days off... You're really not making much more money because that's a whole almost a whole week. So you're only getting forty eight hours in a pay period or on the yeah, on, on people a week. Are probably still picking up extra and then So you're killing yourself to make mediocre pay. Yeah. That just to me that doesn't make a lot of sense, but And I I think about the practicalities. I don't know, maybe these units are able to go out of service for a little while to like freshen up. I don't know about you, but you know, summertime you got a shower. You get a little swampy. You get, you know, you got to put on a fresh uniform. You go out on the interstate and work a wreck for 30 minutes in 90 degree heat. You're sweating. Yeah. It doesn't no matter what practical. you're doing, you're sweating. 
but uh, yeah, I, you're gonna have to pay either pack food or eat out for two days like that. I mean, that's just seems foolish to me, but what do I know? Well, folks, this is gonna kind of wrap it up for this week. Uh, sorry it took us a little while to get an episode out. Been kind of busy under the weather, the whole thing. Just uh, an update, it is day 432 and it is still raining. <laughs> no end in sight. With no end in sight. We're 18 feet uh, over on rain so far this year. <laughs> I'm thinking of taking a hobby as of building an ark, but we'll we'll see how that goes. I want to give a quick shout out to my buddy Kevin at Kevin's Podcast. Uh, podcast show, excuse me. He's on Anchor and Google Play and iTunes. Everywhere that fine podcasts are found, you can find Kevin. Uh, he's uh, a political, funny, satirish kind of uh, podcast. It's really good stuff. I enjoy the crap out of it. Uh, also, don't forget our sponsor, Anchor Podcast, the quickest and easiest way to do a podcast. And that is it for this week. Hopefully we'll get to you soon. See you later.